What's up, friends of the Rockney cast? To all of you 15 listeners that have been regularly tuning in, much gratitude to all of you who have tuned into all of my recent episodes. I have made the conscious decision not to blast it out on Facebook quite as much because I want people to be able to come here rather than signaling my own virtues. But if you do enjoy the Rockney cast, please continue to spread the word and continue to tune in because that's how we're going to grow the listenership here on the Rockney cast. Right now, you're like, the Hardy 15, the Rockney Cast 15, just like the Spartans of 300. Well, you are the original 15 adopters of the Rockney Cast. For this episode, we are going to discuss a surprising footnote to the D-Day invasion. Um, as many of you know, we recently celebrated, I believe it's like the 72nd anniversary of the D-Day invasion, in which our young men from the United States, Canada, and Britain um, successfully attacked the beaches, the, the beaches along northern France and liberated Europe from fascism and forever uh, protecting this great country of ours from the forces of darkness, fascism, and the other felicitous side benefit as we also paved the way for Germany to get rid of fascism and to adopt Euro hipster techno music, which I've been really into lately and I'm very much gratitude for. But there's a lot of elements to the, the D-Day invasion that a lot of you know about. Some of you may, some of you don't know. Um, but one thing that I came across in the recent documentary that I watched, which is a really good documentary, you can see it on YouTube, it's free, it's called Normandy, Surviving D-Day. It's one of these free documentaries on YouTube that's like off the Discovery Channel. It's like an hour-long documentary, super good. But there was a surprising footnote, it wasn't even the thrust of the, the, of, of, of the episode, but it connected fasting and the D-Day invasion. Like you wouldn't think there would be a connection with fasting and the D-Day invasion, or maybe I should say lack of fasting, because it was quite clear based upon this very poignant anecdote that the military war planners did not understand nutrition. They did not understand the nature of eating, what it's for, what its virtues and what its vices are. More importantly, it talked about Right before the invasion, as many of you know, um, there's this incredibly stressful under, undertaking. Months of planning, the logistics were incredibly complicated. There was men, materiel, um, there was a huge spy operation. Uh, many didn't know whether it succeeded. There had been previous efforts to land on the northern um, coasts of Europe that were easily brushed back by the fascists. Uh, at that point, Germany was on its heels, but it still had some of its crack troops from the Eastern Front. And it almost all, you're going to think this is hyperbole, but it almost all failed because the military planners did not understand the virtues of fasting, which friends, this has been one of the most interesting parts of my fasting journey is not only uh, just the weight loss pieces of it, but the enhancements in cognitive and physical performance the following day when you're in a fasted state. I'm in a situation now where if I'm ever going to be in court, if I'm ever going to exercise, I always do that fasted. I have a big meal the day before, but I never want to eat right before I'm about to do something either cognitively or physically intense. And let me share this anecdote from the D-Day invasion that I think demonstrates this quite clearly. So these military planners, um, a lot of these guys are really smart. They went to West Point, they studied math, they studied physics, they studied logistics. Um, but they didn't really study food science. Uh, and, and at the time, they didn't know as much. But they thought 
right before they were, they were going to do this amphibious landing in heavy seas, that it would just be a terrific idea to feed the men a huge breakfast right before they were going to jump on the ships. So literally three to four hours before, they give them this huge breakfast of steak, of bacon, eggs, and steak. And what was the outcome? The outcome was horrible. Um, in fact, what, what happened was, is many of the men were throwing up and vomiting. And many of them, when they had the landing crafts, which uh, I haven't been to the museum, but in New Orleans really outlines the nature of these particular landing crafts. They're very effective devices. But one of the problems was, is there was this big metal shield, which was great at protecting the bullets when this front door was shut. But when it was open, it was literally like a sardine can. And basically the men were just getting ripped to shreds. So not only were the men, because they had had these full stomachs, eating and throwing up and just in complete, just misery and discomfort, a lot of times in order to avoid the, the incoming machine gun fire, at least as described in the documentary, they jumped over to the side. And what do they experience there? Well, they had cramps. And so a lot of these men from the dehydration, from the vomiting, because they had all this food in their stomach, and also because um, once they got in the water, they had all this cramping, a lot of them drowned. There's a lot of deaths because the military planners didn't understand this. And at least one quote um, said that up to 60%, this is from the documentary, you, you can actually watch this. I mean, they actually talk about it being the last meal of the condemned, which was not the intent of these military planners. They said up to 60% of the men were debilitated. So you, you can watch this documentary. It's Normandy surviving D-Day. And the one person who didn't was a guy named Hal Baumgartner. Um, Baumgarten, he, actually, he was a Jewish soldier guy. This guy, I want to know more about this guy. He was a total badass. He was a Jewish guy that wanted to take his revenge on Hitler. And so he actually painted like a star of David on his back jacket. One of the things he intuitively knew, and that maybe because of his tradition, I don't know, because, you know, Jewish people um, fast and they really know the benefits of what it feels like when you don't eat. Um, he just had a candy bar. So while everyone was puking around him, he, he was just fine. He didn't, he didn't, you know, vomit. He didn't jump overboard. And a lot of you are saying, and, and if you look at the documentary, this is actually sort of a side note. They're not actually trying to make a point about fasting. They don't say, well, like, oh, had they fasted, they wouldn't have, um, you know, suffered all these consequences. But sort of me seeing this through this lens, and, and if you start digging, diving deep, and one of the things I'm going to do on one of my future Rockney casts, a lot, of, a lot of you are thinking like, oh, well, you're just, you're just drinking the fasting Kool-Aid. Like, you may have lost weight, but it's just for you. And and I'm different. Well, no, I mean, this actually, I'm going to cite to you the, the Mark Matson report from John Hopkins. I'm, I'm going to dive deep into that at one of my future Rockney casts. And here he talks about all these incredible health and cognitive benefits to fasting. And I really feel, um, you know, if you're going to do athletic performance, do not eat a big meal right beforehand, even close, do it the day before and make it very fat heavy. Maybe get a little bit of, you know, a little bit of, you know, um, energy bar or something, but keep it very light. Uh, because if you have that big breakfast, even several hours before you're really setting yourself up for failure. And I know, again, when I'm in court now, I don't eat until the end of the day, 
because food is makes you tired. It makes you weak. It makes you groggy because food is a what's called a parasympathetic activity. Well, what the hell is that? Eating food, and this is something I always struggle with before I started fasting. You know, you get hungry because you're on this carb-soaked cycle, and you have a big lunch. Like I love Indian cafe; like it's the best buffet in Iowa. It's like this Indian food. It's so good. But then you're just freaking exhausted and you eat, but food is not an activity for energy. It, it gives you long-term energy, but in the short term, the way we've evolved, all of your blood, all of your energy goes to your stomach. So we can, it's why you're sleepy. It's, it's taken away from your cognitive. It's taken away from your muscles. It all goes to your stomach. And that's why you feel so exhausted. So that's why when people talk about with fasting, oh, well, you know, I'm going to lose all this energy. I'm like, no, you won't. You, you will have way more energy if you stay in a fasted state throughout most of the day. And one book that I'm going to be featuring very quickly um, and very soon is a book called The Warrior Diet by Ori Hoffmeffler. Uh, Ori is another total like, oh my God, this guy's like a total badass. He like knows Israeli martial arts and he was like in Israeli special forces. And he looked at the Greeks and the Spartans and really looked at their eating patterns. And all of the Spartan warriors evidently would have a big meal at the end of the day. So that their body, when they're in a rested state, and he takes it even a step further, is that he thinks that human beings are actually nocturnal eaters, that we're actually evolved to eat when the sun sets so we can relax. It's, again, a parasympathetic parasympathetic activity, just like sleeping, just like having sex. It's one of these things when you're in states of relaxation is when you should be eating, not when you should be active, which is called sympathetic activity. When we need energy, when we need to be alert, when we need to be ready to fight or flight, right? That, that's what the parasympathetic, the, the sympathetic activity and system is for. But his basic theory is, is that human beings evolved under stress. And as a result, we really only need to eat one meal a day. Now, I haven't gone that far. I, I think there are certain things when you're in constant or chronic stress that, that can actually be, can get you out of whack if you do it too much. Um, but I am occasionally experimenting with that. Sometimes I do the three meals a day, sometimes I do two meals a day. But it definitely sort of give credence to this idea that Hal, Hal Baumgarten, this, this only guy who had a chocolate bar, I think other guys may have, performed quite well and survived. And so I just thought that was sort of an interesting footnote to D-Day, that we literally almost lost, not because of what we did, but because what we didn't do. And that's, I think, what makes fasting so amazing is that so many things in life are something that costs. But here, you know, they say you can't make gold out of lead. Well, think about with fasting, you're creating health out of removing, you're saving money, you need no medical treatment, you need no supplements, you literally just need to not eat, that's all you need to do, and it will totally enhance your performance in all respects, and one thing I hope that some of you will do is that I hope some of you will at least try it out. It's only painful, like it's sort of like a cold shower. It's only painful the first couple of days. But once you break through it, 
it is it is incredibly powerful. I'm in the best shape of my life. Um, my numbers keep getting better, and I'm going to continue to share that. In part, like a lot of you are thinking, like, are you are you bragging a little bit? Are you too proud? No, actually, I'm not. I I want to share that with you because I'm the guinea pig for you. I had to do this because this was essential to my own health, and I was in a tremendously bad situation. But for me, what I think has been really miraculous about this fasting journey is that nearly every seemingly fantastical claim has come true. I've lost the weight, never felt better. Cognitive performance has gone up. Performance in a lot of different areas has gone up. Best shape of my life. Feel as good as I've ever felt. No more blood pressure medications. No more type two diabetes. I've actually reversed metabolic aging. My scale says I'm 49. I started off at 51. I still have a ways to go. I'm only 46. So at least I'm going in the right direction. And a lot of people just told me, you look younger. And I, that's something that I was not planning on at all. And so my whole thing, though, is that if I can do it, you can do it. And it's just a question of wanting to. And even if you're at a good weight, now, especially if I had a lot of fat, fat to spare. So for me, there was just the body fat piece of it. I just wanted to, to lose the body fat. If you are lean, there are still reasons to fast. Um, just be more careful if you are lean, because part of the ways that fasting works is that you have this backup energy source, which is your fat. And it's more likely that if you are at a very lean weight, you are going to be able to process a little bit more food. You're going to be what's called insulin sensitive. So it's, you, you have less margin of error, but there are still reasons to do it. Autophagy, um, cognitive performance, um, how you sleep. There are still reasons to fast. Just be a little bit more careful and maybe do it a little bit less. Um, for you women out there, I'm, I'm going to have a um, women fasting uh, event here pretty soon. And I'll give some feedback in terms of what I've learned from some of the experts there. I think the punchline for that is, is that you just shouldn't do it as much as men. There are still significant benefits, um, but just hormonally, it's just a little bit different. It just is. And so especially with women, um, just don't fast quite as much. And there's reasons why that is so. So I think it's just this, it's just been this really fun thing to explore this, that you know, something like fasting, it connects to the, and I just had a friend this weekend who, who had mentioned just offhand, yeah, the Romans used to do one meal a day. So it's just sort of recovering of all these tra uh, traditions. I, I've touched base with some of my Muslim friends, some of my Jewish friends explored that. I mentioned that I'm hoping, I was going to hope to do Ramadan this year um, with some of my Muslim friends, even try some dry fasting. Uh, but just because of the um, pandemic, it was just a little bit too hard to connect with them. But it's really explored and it's really opened up a whole new world for me. So including D-Day. Now you may think that like, uh, I'm a little bit too fasting forward. Like it's on the top of my mind. Uh, yeah, I suppose that's a fair critique. Uh, but I, I just think once you dive into the world, uh, it, it is interesting to see all the different ways in which our world has been changed by fasting. So I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I had and put it on. I'm not putting out the content quite as frequently as I was. In part, it's because, you know, uh, the bill has become due in terms of time with the pandemic. I've been a lot busier, but this is my passion project. And for each one of you 15, 
that regularly tune in. Much gratitude to you. Do reach out to me at rockingcast at gmail.com. I'm also exploring possibly some new rocking casts. I'm, I'm thinking about potentially a alternative channel called The Rock for Norge, um, which is going to be focused on Norway. I'm actually going to have more of a focus. Um, I'm still going to do The Rocking Cast. It's still going to cover fasting and U.S. Grant and history and Abe Lincoln and, you know, Iowans, famous Iowans like Robert Noyce, if that's going to be on the agenda. Talk to local attorneys like um, about Jack Johnson. Adam Pollock is a local attorney and author. So we're going to continue to have a lot of good topics and, and books and things that are going to keep you tuning into the Rocking Cast, all of you 15. So much gratitude to you for tuning in. And um, each and every one of you means a lot to me. And so keep tuning into these episodes and please give me a good review on iTunes because that is how the show grows. Thank you so much. And until next time on the Rocking Cast. <laughs>